ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Wednesday, November 6th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines. You do that by hitting up 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Uh, It's Wednesday. So we've got Maction. There was Maction yesterday. We've got Maction today. Yeah. Can you believe that? We've got Maction already. I didn't think it was coming up this fast. I forgot it was it was coming up. And then yesterday, there's college football on. And guess what? We got a big one tonight. If you follow Maction, you got the Miami Red Hawks, the Ohio Bobcats, and I was talking to coworker who's a Bobcat grad. And we were joking about the fact that the Miami Redhawks are sort of like the Western Kentucky of the MAC. You know, the wearing red, you don't like them, you kind of despise them. You get along with the Bobcats, except when you're playing Ohio. Other than that, you get along with the Bobcats and their fans, but don't like the Miami Redhawks. And so I'm sitting here today thinking, I've got to come up with an underdog of the day. I've got to find one because we've got this promotion where I'm going to give you an opportunity later on in the program to win a pair of tickets to go see Chris Young on Saturday at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena. That's Saturday, November 16th. And so I'm trying to figure out, well, who's my underdog of the day? And I thought to myself, well, I don't have to actually root for the underdog. I just have to talk about a matchup with a team that's an underdog. And I decided I came to the conclusion that I'm going to just put Miami in the underdog spot. Now they're four and four. They're three and one in conference. Ohio's four and four and three and one conference. But your matchup predictor on ESPN, it's a seventy to thirty ratio in favor of Ohio, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. Miami isn't going to win this game, so I'm making Miami my underdog of the day. And so what happens now is. You need to remember that because at the end of the program, I'm going to give you a chance to win two tickets to see Chris Young. And if you're caller nine at the end of the program when I open the phone lines up and you've got the correct answer, you get those tickets. It's pretty easy, but you have to be paying attention now, so I'm going to help you out one more time. Remember, Miami is the underdog of the day, and I mean rightfully so. Ohio's outscoring them 30-22. to 22. Miami gives up 33 points a contest. Ohio a little less at 29.5. Ohio's putting down over 400 yards a contest. Miami is barely managing 300. Ohio over 200 yards passing, almost 200 yards rushing. It's not the same for Miami. I mean, the one big difference here is Ohio yards allowed – 446 for Ohio, and for Miami, it's 395. It's almost pushed, pretty much. But I'm going to say this. Since it's Miami, since the game is at Peden Stadium, since tickets are, I think, $1.50, you could get a ticket to a Division I college football game for $1.50 for Maction tonight. And I'm going to tell you right now, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm here, and the game's in Athens, I might go to this thing. 
just to see Maction tonight. And of course, uh, I can watch it on ESPN2 tonight. So if you want to look for an underdog, look no further. The Miami Redhawks fit the bill, and I'm taking them as my underdog. Now, if they win, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble with the with the coworker, but I'm going to take that chance. All you need to know is Miami's the underdog of the day, and you get a chance to win tickets to go see Chris Young. That's coming up next week at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena, and I'll give you that opportunity a little bit later on in the program. So what do we got today on the show? Well, uh, I've got some player reaction from earlier this week, and we're getting ready for basketball. That's tomorrow. And program note, 5.30 is when, if you tune in at 5, don't expect to hear me until 5.30 because we got basketball tomorrow. I'll be at the Cam Henderson Center. We'll be getting ready with our pregame activities starting at 5.30 tomorrow. So that's when we go on the air. Be right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, also on 93.7 The Dog. I'm excited. I get to work with Bill Cornwell again. We're going to, well, okay, for home games, I get to work with Bill Cornwell. You think Bill's coming in here on a road game? No. No, I need a, who can work for free, by the way. I need a qualified sidekick. Who can work for free? I might take auditions uh, next week. We'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, no, I'm excited. Yeah, all, all kidding aside, I'm excited to talk to Bill Cornwell. We're going to preview tomorrow's matchup. Uh, I've got thoughts from Jansen Williams. I talked to him a couple of days ago ahead of the game tomorrow. So we're going to hear from him. Uh, I've got Dan D'Antoni. We're going to hear from him tomorrow on our pregame as well. Pretty busy week ahead. We've got football coming up next week, but we've got basketball tomorrow and again on Sunday. So I'm looking forward to getting that started, and it all begins. So we go on the air at 5.30 tomorrow. We're here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, also on 93.7 The Dog. So a little light on basketball today, just uh, saving it for tomorrow. I mean, what do you need to know? Well, that's when you tune in tomorrow to find out what you need to know, but Marshall taking on Robert Morris. And uh, speaking of basketball, shout out to the ladies, Marshall's women's team in action yesterday. And I caught practice when I was over there to get ready for the men's game. And I wanted to talk to a coach and I wanted to talk to Jansen. You know, I was over there a few minutes early before I could talk to those guys. And the women were practicing yesterday. And I'm telling you, if you get a prize for running a practice Tony Kemper wins the Conference USA prize as far as I'm concerned. He was nonstop. And it wasn't hyper sugar rush nonstop. It was, okay, we're going to do this. This is why we're doing this. And he was really excellent as far as instruction, running the drills. And the women get a victory yesterday in their season opener. Marshall wins 89-40 to over Kentucky Christian. So that's good for the Thundering Herd. I mean, Marshall jumped out on them in the first, 23-7 in the first, and just went and continued from there. Uh, there was never a time when Marshall was in any, I think, dire straits. They outscored them 17-10 in the second. Third, jumped out on them again, 26-15. And the fourth, 23-8. Christian Mayo, she gets 19 points. That's a career high for her. Savannah Wheeler was up there as well as far as the points. She had a great game, 18 points, 6 of 9 shooting. She was 2 of 3 from the three-point line, and she was also 4 and 4 from the charity strike. Uh, Taylor Pearson scored 12 points. 
Khadija Brooks. She finished in double figures with 11. I expect nothing less from her. Marshall's defense came to play yesterday. 33 turnovers. They forced 33 turnovers. 24 were steals. And the last time Marshall had at least 20 steals in a game, well, that was the last time they played Kentucky Christian. Now, I want to see more of that in other games, but you're going to start the season off right. That's the way to do it. So congratulations to Marshall and the Thundering Herd. Tony Kemper's got his squad rolling at least in the first game, and they're 1-0, always want to start the season 1-0. We'll have Coach on this week to talk about the next matchup. And, of course, uh, look forward to talking to Coach all season long. We try to get him during the pregame or at least the postgame, depending on when his team is playing. So I'm looking forward to keeping up with Coach. And uh, they're going to be in action Saturday, taking on Norfolk State. That'll be a 1 o'clock tip at the Cam Henderson Center. So college football. Let's get into that when we continue, because yesterday the selection committee rankings came out. So now these are the rankings. Push aside your coach's poll. Push aside your Associated Press poll. None of that matters anymore. It's all done. We've got the selection committee rankings, and these are going to change again and again and again and again. But we've got, if it ended today, we've got your your playoff. We've got your top 25. We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. You had two of the biggest college basketball games going on yesterday. Kentucky, Michigan State. Kansas, Duke. And guess what? College football said, we're not having any of that. Here it is. We're going to drop it on you. The selection committee released their football rankings yesterday. And boom. What are we talking about? Not Kentucky's win over Michigan State. Not Duke's win over Kansas. We're talking about the rankings. Because big money is involved here. So we're going to go top to bottom. Here's the rankings, and then we'll talk about them. Top four, if the playoff began today, it would be Ohio State in the one spot facing off against Penn State in the four spot. And then the two spot belongs to LSU, and the three spot begins and ends with Alabama. These numbers don't mean anything. This is all right now. This is where they are at. This is through games played Saturday, November 2nd. This is going to change. But if it ended right now, this is where the committee says these teams are ranked. Clemson, number five at 9-0. Pretty soon, we're going to hear teams making that, well, we should be in chant. And right now, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, and Clemson all undefeated. Somebody's going to get left out. Somebody is going to end up not undefeated here. Penn State, Ohio State, one of those teams are going to get a blemish. Alabama, LSU, one of those teams are going to get a blemish. Clemson, if they take care of their business, uh, they're in, right? You would think. So that's your top four plus Clemson at five. These are undefeated teams. Now, six is Georgia, 7-1. and one. Georgia could still maybe work their way in. That's a shot. Oregon comes in at seventh. They are 8-1. and one. Utah is eight, 
at eight and one. Oklahoma, they're ninth at seven and one. Florida comes in at ten at seven and two. Then Auburn is eleventh at seven and two. Now you've got Baylor and I don't want to overlook the fact they're also undefeated. Baylor's 8-0, and they're 12th. I don't think that's bad. Them being 12, I don't think they're getting up in that top five. I just don't see Baylor right now getting up there. Maybe they do. I don't know. But and if they remain undefeated, maybe you have to talk about them. But they're 8th right now. I'm sorry, they're 8-0, and they're 12th right now. Then there's Wisconsin at 6-2. They're 13th. Michigan's 14th at 7-2. Notre Dame, outside, not looking in this year, 6-2 at 15. And then 6-2 Kansas State comes in at 16. And you've got Minnesota at 17, also undefeated, 8-0. I mean, is there an argument for them down the line? Uh, We'll see. I don't think so. Iowa comes in at 6-2, number 18. 7-1 Wake Forest is 19th. And then here are some of the teams that we're going to talk about because – well, it interests us. Cincinnati is 20th. Okay, that's not bad. Cincinnati 20th. Memphis is 21st. Memphis is making a huge jump. Boise State is 22nd. Then you got Oklahoma State at 23rd. Navy's at 24. And then SMU is at 25. Now, I had LSU going. I thought, okay, LSU, I think they're in the top. Got to put them there. I had Alabama up there. I had Ohio State up there. I'm not sure yet. Clemson, Penn State, I think that's about right. So the top teams, I'm pretty good with. The middle teams, I've really put them anywhere. It doesn't matter because all we care about now is teams one through four and the team that isn't going to get in. Now, if you're a Big 12 fan, you got Oklahoma at 9. I don't think Oklahoma's uh, getting up there. I don't think you're going to have a Big 12 team in the playoff. It's just I don't see it happening. More than likely, you're going to have Oklahoma get close, but I don't see it. Clemson, Clemson's getting in because something's going to happen with these four top teams. Alabama, LSU, there's going to be a blemish there. Penn State, Ohio State, there's going to be a blemish there. So somebody's coming out. Clemson takes care of business. They're going up. Clemson, you're fine. Don't worry about it right now. Don't worry about it whatsoever. But is the door open for Georgia? Does Georgia maybe take care of the business the rest of the way? Do they get it? Who knows? Rest of this, Oregon, Utah, not happening. Florida, not happening. Auburn, not happening. Baylor, nice conversation piece, not happening. Michigan, uh, that's funny. Notre Dame, not happening. Not their year. Minnesota, nice conversation piece, not happening. So you've got the top four, probable four or five there that are going to be in your playoff. And then we look at these teams in the bottom of the top 25. Cincinnati from the American. Memphis, American. Boise State, not of the American. SMU, detecting a theme here. So what's that say about the American? That says about the American is at least they're taking advantage of the opportunities. They can call themselves Power Six all they want. 
And while there's not a real power six, sorry, but the thing here is they've got some teams in contention for New Year's Six Bowl. Cincinnati might be your odds-on favorite. Then again, Memphis has um, put themselves in the conversation. And what about Boise State? Can they work their way in? And then there's SMU. Of course, obviously, we're not going to have a Conference USA team even in the top 25, not in the conversation. Not going to have a MAC team in the conversation. Not going to have those teams. Uh, Sun Belt, well, I mean, we could have had Appalachian State in the conversation. Um, No, they're not there now. I mean, maybe they work their way back in. So Marshall had two of these teams on their schedule, had Cincinnati and Boise State. Again, you can talk about the quality of the schedule. Of course, Marshall got drilled by Cincinnati and had a close one with Boise State. And if the Thundering Herd would have won against Cincinnati and Boise State and then took care of business against Middle, I mean, Marshall could be right here, right now. I mean, this is the conversation. Marshall could be right here in this ranking. We could be having this conversation that, okay, Marshall could be a team that contend for a New Year's Six Bowl. So it is possible. The problem here is Marshall didn't take care of business in these games, so right now the, the victory for Marshall would be to get the East Division Championship, win Conference USA, then go to a bowl. But it is possible because Cincinnati's in the conversation. Memphis is in the conversation. Boise's in the conversation. SMU's in the conversation. Would an undefeated Marshall be in the conversation? And I would say at this point, an undefeated Marshall would be in the conversation because they would have victories over Cincinnati and Boise State. Now, I don't know how much those victories would count. Cincinnati and Boise State would definitely not be in the conversation if everything else held true. And that would lead to SMU being in the conversation maybe a little higher. Who knows? It's funny. You don't have Central Florida here. That's weird. We've been talking about Central Florida, and they were pretty much the team everybody picked to say, okay, this is the group of five team, the power six team. This is the team that gets the New Year's Six Bowl bid. This is the team that, that makes it, and even the conversation that they were worthy of getting into the playoff. They had a nice run. They got a, a nice program. But at the end of the day, kind of saw where they've dropped off a little bit, but other teams have picked up. So that's the interesting part of this for me is just to see, okay, right now it's Cincinnati. Could have been SMU. They stumbled. Cincinnati, if Cincinnati continues on, it could be the Bearcats. And that's a team that wants out of the American. That's a team that wants to be in a bigger conference. I'm sure Memphis wants to be in a bigger conference as well, but of all these teams, Cincinnati, that program, they desperately want out of the American. They're spending money. They're putting the time and energy and resources in the facilities, upgrades, doing what it takes. So when the opportunity comes back up, they're a more viable candidate. This would go a long way. If they could get a New Year's Six game, win it, this would go a long way for them. By the way, Wake Forest is in the top 25. How about that? Wake Forest sitting at 19. Isn't that something? I like that. Wake Forest. Baylor, yeah, again, conversation piece. Good luck. It's 
That's all I gotta say. Good luck, Baylor. I mean, maybe maybe they get in. Who knows? Maybe this thing shakes up a little bit. But that's your that's your top twenty-five. And the thing about this, it means nothing. It goes away, completely goes away next week. This thing could change drastically. That top four is going to change. I guarantee you that top four is going to change. Clemson could in this be in the top four next week. LSU, Alabama, they're going to play each other. If LSU wins, they're going to stay at two. If Alabama wins, they're probably going to move up to two. Then do you drop LSU to four, five? You move Clemson up, what do you do? We'll find out. I mean, next week there could be a shakeup. Baylor could be higher. Oklahoma could be lower. Minnesota could be higher. Cincinnati, some of these teams could be a little higher. Again, not contending for the playoff spot, but they're all fighting for the big boy bowl. And it was funny, again, it got dropped during two of the biggest college basketball games going in a long time. One versus two, three versus four. How crazy is that as far as scheduling is concerned? You don't get that very often. And here it was. And let me tell you, Kansas looked good. They lost, but they looked good. Duke looked good. Kentucky looked good. Uh, Michigan State, not so much. Still far superior than most teams, but still uh, definitely Kentucky's night. Duke, once again, these are going to be teams to watch out for unless they stumble in the bracket. These teams might be heading for a collision. Don't count Kansas out. It's just one game as well. Michigan State, you know what? They're going to be in the conversation. But it was just funny to me. Like, hey, these games are going on. But you know what? I'm more fascinated with the rankings and why they are what they are. And knowing full well, it's not going to matter. Next week, not going to matter. Week after that, not going to matter. This is just a conversation piece. This is to start hyping up the college football playoff. This is why they do this. This isn't one of those deals where it's like Selection Sunday. You speculate a little bit, but you really don't know what the committee's thinking. This is this is a committee worksheet. They come out with these numbers. And, I mean, right now I think they got it right. I think Ohio State definitely won. LSU, Alabama, Penn State, Clemson, I'm completely good with that top five. Everything else I'm not really concerned about. i tell you what I am concerned about. That's Marshall football, and we'll get into that when we continue. we got some player reaction. we got a little Doc Holiday for you as well when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Paul Swan with you on today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And busy week for football, even though the Thundering Herd got the open week. Players got a couple of days, but right back at it today. So Wednesday was this resumption of everything. They've got their schedule going. And, of course, Doc Holliday will be on his uh, altered schedule here in a few days as ramping up for a Friday game. And 
made a chance to catch up with some of the players earlier this week. And uh, I've got Channing Hames, and I've also got Jameer Edwards. And we'll hear a little bit from Brock Thompson as well. And I've got Doc Holliday thrown in there for you for good measure. But when I was talking to Channing Hames, the open week was a concern last time. Marshall didn't come out and do well against Cincinnati. So it was a concern. A lot of fans thinking, what'd you do with those two weeks? Well, Thundering Herd's pretty aware of what happened last time. And they're looking to do some things different, stay with what worked, and maybe change some things up. And that was one of the questions I had for Channing Hames. I just want to know from him, hey, what are you doing differently this week for the off week? Just trying to get ahead of schedule. You know, not trying to get too relaxed, but also just trying to, you know, just take a little time out to, you know, regroup and, you know, refresh ourselves. But for the main part, just, like I said, just still staying on that, on this same wave, you know what I mean? Just that preparation wave and just staying ready for, you know, what's what's coming, you know, towards us. Um, you know, just watching film a little bit on, on these guys more, um, just doing a little, a little bit of extra things on my own and, of course, with some other, other teammates just to stay ready. So that's Channing Hames, going to – Going to try to get ahead of things. And we also had a chance while we are up there to talk to Jameer Edwards. And that was the same question I had for him. Just, what are you doing the same? What are you doing different as you get ready for this week's game or next week's game? Uh, this time I just feel like i got to focus more on, like, watching film and getting tendencies from other team. I feel like the last bout, it kind of slowed us down mentally as a team. I feel like this time we just – we got more uh, experience now, so there's a lot of people first time playing. So now we know what to do in our bodies instead of just, you know, being around, not really paying attention to our next opponent, you know. So more focus is what I'm hearing, more film study, getting ahead, knowing more about the opponent. I'm hearing all the great things. And one thing you can say about Edwards is this team, with him included, been playing more like a team, that defense especially, over the last few weeks doesn't matter who's on the line. They're making plays. These guys are challenging each other. They're feeding off each other. They're going, getting the quarterback. They're being successful. And you don't have just one guy out there. You've got several guys. And sometimes you've got guys coming in and spotting the other guy, and they're working as a, as a cohesive unit. So one of the questions for Edwards was um, just to talk a little bit about how – not just the starters, but everybody on this unit, this defensive side of the ball, have been playing like a team. Um, we just all play for each other, you know. Everybody can be a starter, but, you know, when you feel like the person behind you could come and, uh, let's say, if not play better than you um, play at your level, then it's not hard for you to say, Coach, I'm, if I'm tired, you know, throw him in, you know, because he's going to have the same production as a starter, you know. And the follow-up question to that was, how do you build that kind of bond? I mean, let's be honest. I want to play. You want to play. We all want to play. We all want to go out there. But you got to have a special kind of bond to be able to say, okay, I'm going to go out there, and then he's going to come in, whomever that might be. He's going to spot me, and then I'm going to get back out there, and then he's going to go again, or maybe we're both going to go. That takes a little more of a bond than you usually get because – Everybody wants playing time, but these guys seem to have built a bond, so that was the question. How do you build that bond that lets you do that? It's starting the off season, you know, training, working out. You know, you're building chemistry from that time, so 
you see this guy next to you, he working, you see him working as hard as you or harder than you, you know, it's pushing you to go hard. So, you know, when uh, you build that chemistry over off season, spring, winter, it take all that time. Then when it's time to play, you know, you see that person coming along just as good as a starter. Like I'm, I'm not even, I'm not the starter, you know, I'm behind Channing. So he see me, we work together. So, you know, he see me working hard. He know, all right, there's no drop off when Jamari get in, you know, stuff like that. So when Jamari gets in, He's having success. There's no drop-off. So, obviously, Channing Hames, we did talk to him. And the question to Channing was, what makes Jamari successful? Um, it's just, just, it's just staying ready whenever he, he's, he's called up. You know, um, I think Jamari has done an outstanding job. Just, like I said, just coming in, ex- executing his job, what he's supposed to do, and even doing a, a little more, just showing, you know, extra effort on plays and just showing up when – when, when, when the play comes towards him or, or anything, you know. So I feel like when the opportunities came, he definitely, tried, you know, t- took advantage of that. So um, just things like that, you know, help um, me and the starters out. Just, you know, we can, uh, we, we can trust them to go in there to do what they're supposed to do whenever we're not in there. Same question for Channing Hames. How do you build that trust? Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, just starting from camp, you know, all, all the way up to, to – to, to, to this point, just, you know, building that bond and that, that trust factor, you know, just, and, you know, it starts in practice, of course, just, you know, doing what we're supposed to do, locking in on assignments and just, um, you know, seeing how we play and talk to each other after practice and how ways we can work on things to, you know, either stop the run or be effective in the pass game. You know. Now, it's important the players have trust with each other. That is key. You got to trust your brothers out there, the guys that you're going out there and you're fighting in the trenches and you're trying to, to work together. You got to have that. But you also have to have a guy who trusts you, who's the head coach, and that's Doc Holliday. And Doc talked about that, that trust level. Yeah, there's no question. And one, one thing I could, I could say to you is, you know, if Hodge played the number of snaps a lot of people in this league play, he may be leading our league in sacks, but we play, gosh, he plays 30 plays a game, you know, him. And then we roll Kobe Cumberlander and Sam. Burton goes in there and plays well, and, and Couch and Silva, and you know we got about six defensive ends that we're rolling in there to help us, and that's that's a good thing, you know. And then Jamari Edwards is really coming along up front, you know, you know, spelling. Heck, he had a almost was our defensive champion, and is a young guy that's really starting to come along. It replaces Chan in there at times, and then Kroom is you know rolling in there for Lanier. So, you know, got a lot of young guys that are they're starting to play really well, and anytime you can go into that, I mean, we played 23 plays in the first half defensively. I think is what it was, 23 snaps against that team. So, you know, that's you know, the number of snaps. Uh, you know, you just don't get the wear and tear on these guys that you do when you got to play them 60, 70, 80 snaps a game, and I think that's going to help us down the stretch here. So Doc Holliday has some depth, depth that can actually go out there and play. He's not afraid to use it. He's going to save on some wear and tear, have some fresher guys. So that's Doc Holliday talking about Channing Hames and Jamari Edwards. We also caught up with Brock Thompson. Hey, let's give the guys on the other side of the ball love too. And a question for Brock when I was talking to him is, uh, what's the challenge of this off week for you? Um, I say the biggest times would be just staying focused. You know, we have off week, um, a long off week, um, just staying focused on La Tech. We uh, got in yesterday, watched a little bit of film on La Tech, talked about the rice game a little bit, and just moved on. Follow up I had for him was it just helps that you have the off week. They don't. They're playing. They've got an important West Division game. Marshall, on the other hand, doesn't have to worry about anything. Sit back, prepare, film study, watch the game. 
see things. You don't have to rush in your preparation. I mean, it does help. You've got the off week. They don't. Yeah, we get a little little breather there, but not too much because we're back at practice Wednesday. And um, I think the biggest thing the seniors have emphasized this week is really just staying focused because La Tech's a very good football team. And um, they're coming into the zone, and it's, we need to handle business. Handling business. Uh, same time, though, you get the off week. You get a chance to recuperate, relax a little bit, get away from it rejuvenate yourself, you know, right? It's like taking a vacation. You, you leave, you come back, you feel fresher, right? Um, are you excited for the off week was the question to Brock Thompson. He's excited, but uh, not so much. Actually, surprisingly, I wasn't very excited, you know, because um, I'm a football junkie, I'm a f- football fanatic. So I wasn't very too much excited, but uh, we needed to get our legs back under us, you know, especially after the stretch where we played Cincinnati, Boise, Ohio and all these good teams that we faced in the past few weeks, we needed it. And he also was asked the question, how how in sync are you with Isaiah Green? That, that was another question put his way. As far as his performance offensively over the last few weeks, you know, the question was, how, how do you feel? You, you pretty much in, in sync just just about with Isaiah Green? Oh, definitely, um, especially from the VI games and VMI games to now. Um, just me getting a lot of more reps with them and, like, us talking on the sideline after plays, you know, like there might be a little mis- miscommunications, but him being the leader, like I said, the vocal point of the offense, he'll be like, hey, I need you to do this, I need you to be here. I'll be like, all right, I got you. Another question asked to Brock Thompson, you know, is the offense, um, the guys, the uh, wideouts, are they looking to be uh, more of a, a complement to the Pretty good play of the tight ends. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, Xavier and Armani are tremendous athletes. Um, they make some plays in practice. Even I'll just like I'll be I'll run a route and just I'll just stop and watch. Like wow, like he's they they are that big and they can move and do things as uh, as receivers can. So yeah, we definitely complement the tight ends. They they are. Um, I'm glad they're on my team. Let me say that. So. He's, he's glad. He's glad they're not on the other team. He, he'd rather be with those guys than against them, and uh, I'm with him as well. I'm glad that those guys are on the Thundering Herd squad as well. When we come back from break, uh, we are going to wrap up today's edition of the show here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. Coming up tomorrow, we change our schedule just a bit. It will not be a show at 5. However, we're going to be on the air at 5.30. we got pregame. That's right. That means Marshall basketball tomorrow. So 5.30 we go on the air with college basketball today. Looking forward to that. I'll be at the Henderson Center. Bill Cornwell will be joining me for that. We're going to put him to work, actually put him to work. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But uh, we'll preview tomorrow's matchup with Marshall and Robert Morris. And guess what? Uh, You're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni tomorrow. We'll hear from Jansen Williams as well. And that's all coming up tomorrow during College Basketball Today. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. And then don't forget after the show, and that's the game, because it is a show. After basketball, stick around. We've got the post game, TikTok Tire, college basketball wrap up. That means you can find out what the coach had to say 
We'll have reaction from the locker room. We'll have reaction from players. We will take your phone calls. We'll keep you updated on all the action across college basketball. We'll have all the scores for you, so you won't miss a thing. If you missed anything, you won't after you listen to the show. We'll have it for you. So when you get to your car, keep it on the radio. Listen to us on your way home. Appreciate it. We'll get you taken care of as we get you through the night. As Marshall taking on Robert Morris tomorrow, we'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It was a pretty busy night yesterday in Conference USA. Almost the entire league in action. Middle Tennessee wins over Maryville. Florida Atlantic gets the win. Southern Miss beats Delta State. Western Kentucky wins. They beat Tennessee Tech. North Texas beats Oklahoma Christian. UTEP beats New Mexico Highlands. Oklahoma beats UTSA. It wasn't that bad, 85-67. Mississippi State beats FIU in a real close one, 77-69. Northern Iowa beats Old Dominion, 58-53. So I'm sure Old Dominion's stinging a little bit there. Arkansas, uh, they do beat up on Rice, 91-43. James Madison will be taking on Charlotte, and that is coming up tonight. Louisiana Tech is at Temu, and that is going to be up for action tonight as well. So you got a couple of games in Conference USA, and then coming up on Thursday, it's going to be UAB at Troy, and also, of course, Robert Morris at Marshall. As we mentioned, we'll have that game for you. It's going to be broadcast on CUSA TV. And then, really, it's going to be pretty good for you. If you've got ESPN+, Plus, guess what? You're going to be golden for most of the Marshall basketball games because uh, looking at the schedule, um, there's not that many gaps. Every game is going to be somewhere. Now, Robert Morris, College of Charleston, Akron, more than likely CUSA TV. It says local TV in the game notes. Um, don't know if um, Duquesne is going to be a broadcast of that one television-wise. Uh, a couple of games are going to be on Facebook. Those are the uh, Western Kentucky games. Um, everything else pretty much other than a uh, game here or there on, say, ACC Network, SEC Network, CBS Sports Network, ESPN Plus. Guess what? That's $4.99 a month. I'm good. I'm using it anyway. Back tomorrow, 5.30. Don't forget, 5.30 for our pregame. Thanks for tuning in to The Drive. Don't forget, Caller 9 now wins. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.